Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? I hope your week's going well. Happy Thursday if it's Thursday for you. Let's get right into it. What's new with me? I am back from Italy. That's right, I told you guys last week that I was in Italy and I'm back. Kind of unfortunate that I'm back. I would still love to be there. But you know, we gotta get back to reality at some point in time. So no time like the present. I have had a short week this week. I started work on Tuesday instead of Monday. So not a lot of complaints, but it is hard getting back into the groove once you've been gone. But I honestly don't even feel like I was gone for that long. I feel like I was gone from Chicago for a while because I was on the work trip and then straight to Italy. But from work, I feel like it wasn't that big of a break. But that's okay. More opportunities in the future. A little recap of this trip, like I told you guys, there was going to be a lot of pasta, pizza, great wine. The food and drinks definitely did not disappoint. And of course, amazing skiing. I'm not a great skier, I've told you guys this before, but I can get down the mountain. So I pride myself in not being scared to get down. And I have skied in other places, not many, mostly Minnesota. But the difference in skiing in a place like Italy, the Dolomites, it's actually unreal. You look up and all around you looks like you're in a storybook or a movie or something heavily produced. It does not look real. That's how gorgeous it is. The temperature was also really nice. We had a really beautiful weather. The only thing is, is that when it gets warmer earlier, you have to stop skiing earlier at least we did because the snow gets really fluffy and then it's not as fun. You kind of have to be more cautious. But no worries because after skiing, there is plenty to do. A lot of relaxing, a lot of having fun, more drinks, more food, all the things. It was also really great to be able to spend time with my boyfriend's family. This is one of their one trips where a lot of them are able to come. So that's just really special as well. Those are some of the great parts. Like I told you guys, I was excited to go again because it wasn't my first time. So I felt a bit more familiar. I felt more comfortable doing everything. And it's just nice to know the lay of the land. So another year in the books, I would love to go back very, very soon. Other than that, like I said, just getting back into the groove of real life. Also, planning for a trip in a couple weekends for my mom's birthday, where a lot of my family is going to be getting together. So very excited for that. You guys know me. I feel like I rarely stay in one place for too long. So that's the next adventure on the docket. I will tell you guys all about it once it happens. But for now, let's get into the rest of this episode, starting off with what's hot this week. First story is about one of our living legends, an artist that if you use social media at all, you've probably seen multiple clips from her Eras tour that's happening right now, which by the way, I am very jealous that I have not yet been able to see it. Hopefully I will, but the tickets are very hard to get and very expensive, so we will see. But regardless, that's right, I'm talking about Taylor Swift. According to HypeBay.com, Taylor Swift is the first living artist to simultaneously have seven albums in the Billboard 200's Top 40. They write further that the only other artist to reach this achievement was Whitney Houston in March 2012, one month after her death. 
During Swift's career, she's put out a total of 10 albums, excluding the two she re-recorded in efforts of owning her music catalog. Both re-recorded LPs, Red, Taylor's version, and Fearless, Taylor's version, are featured on the Billboard 200 chart, though only the former is in the top 40. While Swift has a total of seven albums in the top 40, she has two more albums charting further, Fearless Taylor's version at number 52 and Speak Now at number 69. In February, she became the fifth act to have 10 albums charting on the Billboard 200 at the same time. For stats on the latest chart updates, here you go. As far as when this article was written, Midnight is at number 3, Lover is number 13, Folklore number 14, 1989 number 19, Red Taylor's version number 22, Reputation number 26, Evermore number 31, Fearless Taylor's version number 52, and Speak Now number 69. That to me is so wild, you guys. Incredibly impressive. We're always talking about the things that she's doing here that far exceed anyone's expectations of an artist, at least my expectations of an artist. And she really just does not stop. It's constant, constant, constant. And I would bet that those albums are where they are right now in the charts because of the Eras tour. If I was going to that concert, I would be listening to all of them on repeat. Sometimes I do listen to all of them on repeat, even though I'm not going to the concert. We love Taylor over here. Just great music. And speaking of that music, a bit of other news about Taylor Swift is that the iHeartRadio Music Awards happened this week. And of course, she took home multiple awards. With the song Antihero, she won for lyrics and song. With the song Bejeweled, she won TikTok Bop. And then she also won the Innovator Award. Congratulations all around. As many people are saying right now, she is in her era's era. Keep it going, Taylor. Next up for What's Hot is actually something that I came across while scrolling Instagram. I follow Nordstrom. As you guys may know, I love Nordstrom. Of course I follow them. But anyway, as I was scrolling, I came across their post and I saw some very exciting news. This is what the post says. We have some very sweet news for you. Milk Bar Store has opened its first location in Washington State, and it's at Nordstrom Bellevue Square. Stop by for cookies, ice cream, and more. Located on the second floor at the East Mall entrance. P.S. Find the other Nordstrom Milk Bar location at our men's store in NYC. Okay, now I realize that maybe not everyone knows what Milk Bar is. I only know what it is because I used to live in LA and it was a very big, trendy thing while I was there. But for good reason. Their cakes are so, so good. I've honestly considered buying one and having it shipped to Chicago. Seems a bit excessive, but seriously, they're delicious. Also, they have the Milk Bar Pie, formerly known as Crack Pie. And that's delicious. So many people used to be obsessed with that, I remember. 
basically all around amazing delectable desserts and I'm sure that they have so many that I don't even know about because I haven't been there in so so long unfortunately but my sister recently moved to Seattle so maybe next time I visit her I will have to go to the Nordstrom check this out for myself if you guys are in the area or in New York and want to try it at that Nordstrom store or if you live in LA and you've never tried them Here's your PSA. Go try Milk Bar. My mouth is already watering. Also, what a fun partnership. This is something that I would totally get after a day of shopping. Ending it with a nice dessert sounds perfect. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. First up, I just want to talk through some recaps of shows that I've been watching that I recently just finished. One show, I talked to you guys about it before, Daisy Jones and the Six. The second one is the show You. And the third one, a quick little Bachelor recap. Not even so much a recap, I just want to talk about my thoughts a little bit. So going to be a bit untraditional of me actually recommending these things. I just want to talk through them. So if you have not seen them yet, I would suggest skipping ahead a bit in this episode because I am going to be giving away spoilers, so here's your alert right now. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Here we go, starting off with Daisy Jones and the Six. I really liked it, you guys. I know that I told you when I was first watching the first half of this series that I thought that it was good. I didn't think that it was as good as the book. It grew on me more and more as I kept watching it. I did end up binging the second half. I watched it pretty much all in one sitting. And I will say doing that, that I felt that the episodes got a bit repetitive, but I almost didn't mind because I was so into the story. And even though I knew how it ended, I was bawling at the end. Okay, again, spoiler alert. When Daisy and Billy both read the note that Camilla left for them after she died, I could not hold it in. Camilla is by far the best character in my opinion. It's like her thought process was completely to keep her family together, for her to live the life that she ultimately wanted to live. But then also, she was very understanding of the truth. She understood that Billy kind of had these two loves. Which, by the way, Billy as a character is definitely not my favorite character at all. But what Camilla was able to do for her own life, to stand by Billy through all that he put her through, And then still to be so giving and understanding in essentially her last words. And then of course the idea that Billy and Camilla's daughter is the one that's interviewing all of them. That's something that really got me in the book. I loved it. And yeah, I don't know. I just loved the ending of it all so much. Even though again, I knew how it was going to end. But I thought it was depicted in such a great way. He goes to her house, he knocks on the door. At that point, they've both read this note from Camilla, and they're gonna make her her song. It's like the hope that the band is gonna get back together, even though it probably wouldn't, but at least those two can still make music, you know? It feels like the world needed that. They were all just far too destructive to stay together as a band. I loved it, and for as much as I love the book, I'm really glad that this didn't disappoint. My next recap is for the newest season of You, which I don't know, you guys, there's something about this show that I kind of never want to start watching it, 
But then once I've started watching it, I can't stop watching it. It has that kind of effect of you just want to know what happens next. And I will say, I know that a lot of people are obsessed with this kind of genre. I think a lot of it does just have to do with the curiosity. But I liked this season better because it was more kind of a whodunit rather than it just being like gruesome stuff the whole time. And even that element, I much preferred the first half of this season to the second half. Because the first half, before he figured out, again, a huge spoiler alert, before he figured out that his alternate persona in his mind was Reese, and he was actually the one that did all of these terrible things, before that, I found it to be much more entertaining and palpable to watch. Of course, when I found that out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And that part was a crazy twist. I really was not expecting it. So the shock factor was definitely there. But I don't know. I don't love the notion that we're trying to kind of be made to feel like he's partly a good person. Like I get the good people do bad things situation. But he's done a lot, a lot, a lot of bad things. So I really hope that in the end, or at least in the next season, his student that ended up going to jail, I hope she gets out. I hope she's able to prove this whole thing. And honestly, get him for everything that he's done. I'm also so glad that Marianne got out. That was so smart of them. Another thing that I was definitely not expecting at all. The whole plan that they devised definitely could never have foreshadowed that one. But I'm guessing that she's going to be coming back as a character as well. But I kind of hope that she doesn't. I kind of hope that she just stays far, far away from all of this mess stays with her daughter in Paris or wherever she is, safe, away from everything. I just don't want her to be involved anymore because it really stresses me out when she is because I really like her as a character. So please keep Marianne away. Alright guys, and then my final recap, The Bachelor. Now, this was not one of my favorite seasons. I will just put that out there right away. But it did have somebody on there that I felt was one of my favorite, quote, characters of this show. I really liked Gabby. And I listened to a few podcasts about The Bachelor. I like to watch The Bachelor and then listen to podcasts that recap it and hear people talk about it. And a couple that I've listened to, they were sure that Katie was going to win. Again, huge spoiler if you don't already know. Katie does win. He's engaged to Katie. But the whole time, I was still really holding out hope for Gabby. I just felt like they were a really good match. But I will say that with everything that happened during the overnight date week, I don't know that if he picked Gabby, that they would ultimately stay together. I kind of feel like her watching it back, it would just really hurt their relationship. So maybe with all the events that transpired, Katie was the right choice. Maybe they'll stay together forever. It's not that likely considering how many bachelor couples break up, but you never know. There are some that do survive at all, and this could be one. I also feel that we shouldn't rule out that Gabby will eventually be the bachelorette. I know that they picked Charity for this next season, and I actually really like Charity. I think she's going to be a great bachelorette. I hope that we get some interesting contestants, some drama. But I do also think that Gabby's personality would be great for a bachelorette. So even though it's not this time around, 
maybe one day, the next season perhaps, she will be the Bachelorette. We will see. There's always so much to critique about these shows. I could spend a lot of time doing that. But like I said, there are many, many, many Bachelor podcasts out there that go very in-depth with it all. So if you do like The Bachelor and you enjoy discussion around it, I would suggest doing it like that. Watch the show and then directly after, listen to the recap. The top two that I listen to, I would say, are Off the Vine, which is Caitlin Bristow's podcast, and Vile Files, which is Nick Vial's podcast. Both are former Bachelor slash Bachelorettes, so they really know the lay of the land. And last up for what's good, your song. It is off of Lana Del Rey's new album, which everyone has been talking about. At least a lot of people on my social media have been talking about it, and for good reason. So the song that I'm adding to the playlist this week, it's called Let the Light In by Lana Del Rey, featuring Father John Misty. And now, for the final part of this episode, Need to Know Basis. What I want to talk about this week is remaining chill in complex situations. And now I know that that in and of itself is easier said than done. I think that when tensions are high, when situations arise that are almost unexpected or you're not fully prepared for, or they just seem kind of complicated at first glance, it's very easy to not remain chill, to freak out a little bit. But I'm here to say, I think, personally, that there's a better way to go about situations like that. And how this topic came to my mind in the first place was, of course, through a real-life situation. When I was coming back from Italy, all of our flights within the first leg of the trip within Europe got canceled, so then we wouldn't have been able to make the second leg of the trip. So we were driving from Italy to Munich, that was the original plan, because some of my boyfriend's family lives in Germany, so we were driving with them back there, and then we were taking a flight from Munich to Amsterdam, which is the flight that got canceled, and then we are going to take Amsterdam home. So, because that first flight got canceled, we had to figure out how are we going to get to Amsterdam? Because we could take another flight, but the problem was that a lot of them were getting canceled, especially within Germany. So we would either have had to drive to somewhere like Milan or Venice to then get on a flight to go to Amsterdam. So we thought, you know what? Let's take a different route. Let's instead still do the initial drive, Italy to Munich, and then from Munich, let's take a train to Amsterdam. So we did that, but the train had a connecting train. Okay, stay with me here. So it was Munich to Frankfurt on the train, and then we had to get off the train, hop on another train, Frankfurt to Amsterdam. Now, as you can see, just by me explaining all of this, one, there were a ton of moving pieces here, but two, that connecting train that I just talked about, we were supposed to have 10 minutes in between each train, but as we took the first train from Munich to Frankfurt, the time that we had between the two trains kept going down and down because there were some delays every time that we stopped, every time that we restarted. It got all the way down to us just having one minute in between 
once the first train arrived at Frankfurt and once the second train left Frankfurt to go to Amsterdam. So we had a very short window to get from one train to another. And if we missed that train, we would have had to reroute completely. So all that to say is that situation led me to this topic of remaining chill in complex situations. And here's some of my tips, the ones that got me, and I kind of feel everyone else through this, because I felt like I had to be the master of chill. Those around me were pretty stressed, so I thought, what are the things that I do so that I don't get stressed in these situations? Because truly, I was not concerned whether or not we were going to make that next train. I was just confident that we could do it. So here are some tips for having that mindset, and they are pretty simple. Number one, just stay calm. Number two, identify what you can control. Clearly, there are so many things that you're not going to be able to control. If the time between the trains goes down, if you get there after the other train leaves, those are things that you just simply cannot control. So identify what you can. Then the next tip, take the steps to make it go as smoothly as possible. So in this instance, to do that, before we got to the train stop after the first train, I looked up a map of that train station to see where the second train was, which was another reason that I wasn't too concerned because the second train was across the way from the train that we were coming in on. So I was like, okay, great. We can just hop off one, get on the other. So I looked up the map and then also we went to the door of the train where we would be able to get off the train like seven minutes before our stop. And it was a good thing that we did that because other people that also had connections started to do that as well. So if we hadn't done it early, we wouldn't have been at the front. Those are the kind of steps you can take. My next tip, if it makes you feel more secure, have a plan B or even a plan C. Hopefully everything works out how it's supposed to work out. But if it's going to stress you out to think about what could happen, if things don't go according to plan, then have a backup plan and have a backup to your backup plan. Try not to stress out prematurely. Just plan a couple steps ahead. And my last tip is more of just a reminder that can maybe lead to a mindset change. Nothing is unsolvable in everyday scenarios. It may not be your ideal solution, but there's almost always a solution. Hopefully, that sentiment will give you some peace of mind. I know it honestly really sucks when things don't go how you want them to go, especially if it's in a scenario where you're like trying to make a flight or trying to go home or whatever it may be. But there are solutions. There are usually multiple solutions. So just try to remind yourself of that. Again, don't psych yourself out too early because if you do, then you're probably not going to be in the mindset to be able to accomplish the thing that you need to accomplish, even if that is just making your second train. And I will say that when I was thinking about this, when I was thinking about this episode, when I was thinking about this scenario, I thought of this phrase that feels true to this situation that I just talked about. And it also feels very true to what I was doing this past week skiing in Italy. Okay, here it is. 
pizza down the black diamond. Okay, now let me explain for those of you that don't know what that means at all. First off, pizzaing when you're skiing, it's basically a shape that you make with your skis to make you go slower and kind of catch yourself. I'm not saying that pizzaing is a good thing. It's actually really terrible form. Like I told you guys, I'm not that great at skiing. If you were there in Italy with me and you saw me on the mountains, it was pretty much me and the six-year-olds that were pizzaing down the mountain. But as far as this phrase goes, the second part of it, the black diamond slope, which is a really tough slope. So let me say the phrase again, pizza down the black diamond. Even if you're not the best skier, I would, however, recommend being pretty comfortable on the slopes, and I am by no means recommending you go down a black diamond if you don't feel comfortable doing so. But if you are comfortable, there is a solution to getting down the black diamond. And sometimes how you do that is all the steps that I just talked through in my train scenario. Pizzaing down, taking it slow, staying calm, identifying what you can control, have a plan B if necessary, and reminding yourself this situation is solvable. Essentially, what I'm trying to illustrate is that this can be implemented in so many areas of our lives. So if you're feeling a bit out of control in an uncontrollable situation, try pizzaing down the black diamond. And if any of you need to hear this, you're listening to this episode when you're going down the slope or maybe you're about to miss your train, hear it loud and clear, it's gonna be okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Try your best to stay calm, cool, and collected. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 